Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You are listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me... The boys of QTB, the Brothers McMuffin, winner, winners, premier sponsor. That's right. It's Nick and Brad. What it do, boys? Oh, my gosh. Are we, are we sponsoring winner, winner? The other way around? No. Oh, well, just like Nick. <laughs> Why not? He said it right. He said it right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, I heard that wrong. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome into another uh, episode here, episode 131 of the QTB podcast. We are getting ready to round out what has been, you know, a really interesting year in gaming, I think, for a number of reasons, challenges, wins, and I, I think nothing better uh, encapsulated that than uh, what we saw this year at the Game Awards. So I'm excited to hop into that and uh, even a little bit more there with the uh, the story about the FTC blocking the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. I mean, Brad, it's, uh, you know, well, we've had really two weeks in a row here of just like, hey, we got to jump into this because there's lots to talk about, right? It is the end of the year. Everyone's trying to squeeze in something big before 2023 comes. We're only two weeks away, gents. We've got Christmas. We've got the new year. And everyone said, wait, we want to drop a little bit more gaming news before we get to 2023. So it's jam-packed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I don't know what it is this year. They're trying to make up for lost time of the past couple, you know, the pandemic years. They're like, we got to make up some some stuff and do more in, in the last mm-hmm. the latter part of the year. So, yeah, I think you said it, Nick. It's been a banner year and a very interesting year for a lot of reasons. I mean, we kicked off the year with this announcement of the acquisition, right? And we talked about the top five biggest acquisitions and how to scale this has been the largest. I mean, we're talking $69 billion. And just what the gaming market industry looks like now. And now we're at the end of the year and we've, this deal has yet to go through yet. And we're, we're seeing some complications. So, uh, you know, it is, uh, gaming is now, uh, being treated in macroeconomics, just like a lot of other industries. It is very interesting to, to, to see. Right. Well, no doubt, and uh, we're going to be hopping right into it here in a little while. But first, of course, uh, we like to open up our uh, show here with a little bit of uh, what you've been playing. Uh, and I'll tell you, I am... <laughs> Thank you, Bruno. I mean, we have had uh, a lot of fun. It's not official without the stinger. That's all I know. No. Uh, we're not officially in a new <laughs> segment next. Um, you know, is that we have been just having an absolute blast here on our, our Fall Guys night streams on, on TikTok, um, just getting the community together and playing these new maps. This new season of Fall Guys, I have to say, is, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, they brought out the new, uh, uh, sliding function where you can belly flop and slide, and there's, like, slides you can use, and they've kind of enhanced some uh, past maps. The underwater theme is awesome. Um, they have the new uh, SpongeBob pack, right? You can get a, a Patrick and, and and Sandy and all those. Now they've got the holiday things in there. They just added the, yeah, the holiday events. Yeah, and the Grinch is, is is new for this year. You can get the Grinch Ooh. in his uh, in his uh, Santa outfit with or without the Christmas tree, um, and and so many other great ones. Fall Guys, you know, uh, Fortnite is definitely the king of crossovers, but Fall Guys uh, right now for me is in a solid second place. Like, they, oh, yeah. they, they know how to close. secure yeah. semi-piece. Well, it's, a, yeah. it's another epic epic yeah. game, so I'm sure they're throwing that in there with the 
the uh, licensing the right? you know, at, yeah. at the mm-hmm. tables. Like they're like, hey, and by the way, we got another game that you might be interested in, and it's called a uh, Fall Guys. And <laughs> there it, it is. Something like this. Full soundtracks on the soundboard. <laughs> there you go. That and I and also we had a uh, a pretty emotional moment there again on uh, Power Wash Simulator. We got to the very end of the game um, and did all the bonus cleans, even did uh, some speed running there. They have some challenges, so what? we're officially uh, uh, benching uh, Power Wash after I want to say nine or ten Aww. streams at this point and moving Can we play on that to another farewell game. Song? Can we play the farewell like? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Bruno, no. Do we not have? No, you just get. You just get. Do I have a? Do I have a sad song that we can play? I mean, I know what I'm talking about. You know, I'll I'll look for something. And at the end of that was the 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 Hulk or whatever when he's 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 walking down the street. Oh, the sad walking away song from. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't have any sad walking. (laughs) This is the oh oh wait wait I do have a sad song. That's sad. That's that's yeah yeah. okay. There you go. This, there you these go. are the but, deaths of our lives. This is complete dismal yeah. behavior so Nick, right now. Mm-hmm. Do we got any uh, any any inside scoop on what's going to fill this power wash void? Or anything to bring the, to the uh, listeners or still under wraps? ASMR route, you know what I mean? Um, mm, we're talking about okay. possibly some Stardew Valley. Um, I will tell mm, you that mm. there is a, a cult hit, like classic right now on Steam. Um, it is called a rubber duck simulator that is literally, it's just a pool where a bunch of different rubber ducks like fall into the pool and you just marvel at, at the, at how cute these ducks are. Some have hats, some don't. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, and I think that's internet content. TikTok's going to love it. They go crazy for this wow. stuff. I, you yeah. know, I, I leave it mm-hmm. to Nick. Nick knows what's, Nick knows the trends, baby. <laughs> so. I try to keep up. What about you, Brad? What do you got going on this oh. week? Can can we quote the Sir Mixlock song? Sweat, wet, got got me going like a turbo vet because I have been playing the new season of Fortnite and it has been <laughs> so wetty. Let me tell you, it has been a rough go. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. checking it out. Everyone's dropping in okay. all over the map. You cannot find a place to even land and grab a gun and feel like you can get yourself situated. Right. It has been uh, absolutely. Um, it's been rough and Bruno mm-hmm. and I've been playing together. We've been playing some duos and duos is cutthroat right now. Usually mid season duos is pretty fun. It's not as aggressive, but man, right now, I mean, we've gotten pushed into the storm. We're just trying to unlock the map and it's just been, uh, it's been rough. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think the one thing I'm excited about is the, as of today, the Christmas event is live. It's here. And that always brightens everyone and makes everyone a little bit more gleeful and joyful. We get some free, we get some free prizes. Hopefully, everyone takes a chill pill and says, "Hey, <laughs> let's not just push everyone and be super sweaty." Yeah. So got my done. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. I know Bruno. You want to chime in? How you been feeling? It's been pretty sweaty, hasn't it? Definitely. I, I, you know, I read an article that was saying that that towards the beginning of each season, they kind of reset the matchmaking ranking, the the MMR stats that are behind the scenes that we don't really get to see. Um, and that kind of makes sense because it does make each beginning of, the, of every season very, very sweaty because you're playing against people that, uh, you know, may be in a different league than you or you know, Clearly. or just super aggressive. <laughs> Clearly. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, it takes three a couple weeks a to get it. <laughs> yeah, we, I That's don't know sweaty. That's sweaty. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, 
it's something that we're hoping that, you know, changes. It usually does. And then when people start to figure out the map and, and where they need to go and where they like to go, then it'll become more routine. Can, but at the beginning of every season, it's kind of rough. Can we nerf the hammer already, please? Like that thing, it, they did. the end game yeah. is just pure. No, but no, it needs more. This thing, literally the mm-hmm. end game, if you don't have a hammer, you're, you're, you're SOL. No, like, the, the patch today just like nerfed it severely. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. it has been so. When we do get to the end game, you know, sometimes we don't have one, and let alone try to like approach and especially in no build, like be able to like fire from a distance. These guys will just hop with their hammers, literally approach you and hit you into the storm, and you have right. no shot at all to recover. The storm's ticking at five five ticks away every second. You're mm. you're really you're really just it's at a major disadvantage. So. Hopefully with the new update and the the nerf of the hammer, things are a little bit more balanced, but it's felt very aggressive and unbalanced with the hammer and the matchmaking kind of being, you know, reset at the beginning of the season. So sure. But the new map is cool. I think it's got a lot yeah, to offer. I, like I think it's very different. It's very unique compared to what we've seen before. And uh, yeah, no, I think I'm anxious to kind of get into the season and kind of get into that, you know, homeostasis and what we've got going on so uh that's enough of my rant about Fortnite. so (laughs) what about you bruno what do you got going on big shout out to dexter again for that uh super chat big money money i gotta say uh (laughs) you guys have been helping us keep the keep the lights on and keep the games going because i've been playing a little bit of uh need for speed unbound i've been you know going around just doing a little bit of this business sorry he has been waiting so long to, to wow. play that he's had that on the board for so long I'm ready i'm ready we finally got a, a cool game to play i've been playing that and i'm ready they just launched High on Life that just yes. came out today or mm-hmm. last night, rather. Um, and I am going to be doing a let's play kind of a playthrough of the of the game. And we're yeah. going to put that that whole kind of raw footage on Patreon. And then we're going to strip down some of the funny moments and and more palatable uh, YouTube friendly moments and put those <laughs> on YouTube. Um, but I'm I'm assuming there's going to be quite a bit of uh, violations when it comes to the terms of service for those that type of game. It just oh, it yeah. looks hilarious. It looks uh-huh. super funny. And, uh, you know, we're trying to bring some different content for everyone out there. Of course, you know, we want to be uh, as family friendly as, as we possibly can on our podcast and, and um, through TikTok, But we realize that some of you like the spicy conversations and that's why we got QTB nights, right? Like I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a, a like jazzy horn or something. Yeah. Yeah, I do need a little saxophone, something or Uh something. I don't know. I, all I have is like, Bruno, Nick, like, and Brad in the evening. In Can the I pull evening. that from a show? In the evening, <laughs> instead of the morning. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's an awesome, uh, awesome uh, little bonus content thing. And you're right, Bruno. A lot of uh, streamers have been talking about like like the first like ten minutes of the game like has gotten them banned on streaming services. So even <laughs> yeah. when you list it, there's some controversial things that happen. I'll say to say the least. But uh, from what oh, I've yeah. heard, it is it is uh, a very funny game. So, but Nick, you yeah. know what's not controversial? What's that, Brad? 
our relationship and the amazing app that Winner Winner has put out there. Can we talk about that? Oh my gosh, I'll tell you. Well, they are the official sponsor of the QTB Network, Brad, and I'm glad you brought that up because it is time to ring in the holidays the only way we know how with our friends at Winner Winner because don't forget... You can, your, your first win is free. What other gift do you need? Download the app and play, and you're going to get to play a wide selection of machines, real claw machines, uh, in a real location that you can connect to and play anytime. There you go. Brad's doing it right now. Brad's doing it right now. He's and don't forget, <laughs> he'll be okay. Uh, use our promo code What It Do when recharging your tokens at pay.app.winnerwinner.com. You're going to get a sweet deal with 45% free bonus tokens on your next purchase. That's a huge, that, that's, our, that's our biggest promotional code ever, that 45% bonus. Again, what it do in caps. Link is in the description or in the show notes. Thank you, as always, to our amazing friends at Winner Winner. We just wrapped up a huge session of uh, Winner Winner live trivia. I got to host Winner Winner trivia, um, and I wasn't even in Vegas like I was the last time. And it was amazing. <laughs> we had tons of viewers. Um, we had some people win. I asked some pretty tough questions about uh, video games that I actually put together myself. I was very proud of myself. We got two winners at the very end that survived the whole gauntlet. So kudos to you guys because you know your stuff. I'm just saying. I asked a tough one. You'll like this one. I said, which of the following uh, Nintendo consoles is not true? Is not real? The Nintendo Wii, the Nintendo Wii U, or the Nintendo Wii Woo? <laughs> <laughs> We woo, we woo. <laughs> the Wii, you, know, you never know with Nintendo. They're 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 out there. But uh, thanks as always to our amazing friends at Winner Winner. Thank you to Dexter the Cat again. Uh, multiple uh, uh, big, big super chats out. there. You are awesome. Dexter is uh, coming in clutch tonight. Um, and I'll tell you what else came in clutch this week, and that was our big story for the week: the Game Awards. You know, they were. It's almost been a week, but people are still talking about them, about the the funny moments. The big awards. That's right. This is Nick from QTB signing off, but not really. I'm not signing on. Yeah, because I'm not. Why did I say that? I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm signing sideways. Um, folks, this is a live podcast. If you didn't know already, this is a live podcast. I should have just left. I should have just left. (laughs) That stays in the content. We do not edit that out. That is live. That is pure comedy gold. It's gonna stay there. Um, But yes, game of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, game of the year surprise, right? Yeah. So I, I gotta tell you, I we we did a live stream. For those of you that were able to tune in on TikTok, uh, we had a lot of fun actually streaming the entire uh, broadcast of the Game of the Year Awards. And man, that was it was like a four hour session for us. It was like one of the longest streaming stints I've done. Um, and then, you know, to see just the how quick they were going through everything because they kind of had to because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Christopher Judge or excuse me, not Christopher Judge. Um, uh what was it christopher judge the main yeah the voice voice of kratos yeah yeah Yeah, the voice of kratos christopher judge yeah he he kind of uh stole the show literally with al pacino they were up there for the first 20 minutes just going over a a speech and of course you know everybody post all the all the um you know kotaku and ign and everybody praised his speech after the fact like oh yes he had his sally field oscar moment you really like me. You really, really like me. Yeah. But they, you know they I mean? did have to scramble to find music because obviously <laughs> they didn't have it set up because they let him go on for a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were like, we got to get some, 
We got to get some uh, music playing here. Something to help us usher him yeah. off the stage, okay? Like- okay! I, I will say this. They did, there was someone that posted a picture on Twitter of the teleprompter in the background, and they said that for four minutes, and they showed a picture of it, it said in like bold, like italics, wrap it up, please. <laughs> and that wasn't enough. He said he wanted to continue, like he had more to say. He wanted to thank his, uh, thank his wife, I think, at the very end. He was, he's one of those guys that like, he, he had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, but he had well, a hard obviously. time getting it out, and it was, you know, it, his speaking style just led to a, a much slower pace. And so, I mean, I think they were as, as respectful as possible in, in letting him, you know, do what he had to. But, man, Jeff Keeley was looking for places to to cut time there as the rest of the show oh, went on. I mean, it, it, Caitlin in uh, chat said it was an eight-minute speech. I mean, he, like I said, he said more in the his, his acceptance speech than he yeah. did in the entire God of War game. Right. Maybe in, in the entire franchise. Thanks okay? for coming to my awards <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> like, you got all your voice cuts up for uh, Forgot of War you know, 3. Just splice that up. Yeah. You know, and it's you're right, though. I, 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 will, I will say that, you know, it, it's great when somebody gets up and gives a really impassioned speech. I think it is undercut sometimes for, for time and rambling. You know, your point kind of gets lost and it's kind of like, okay, like this needs to be a down. little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. it needed to be a little bit more succinct in, in order to have that that impact that I think that will be lasting because most people are going to remember it as a very long speech. And they kind of had to wrap up everyone else, you know, very quickly from that point on because of how much time was taken. So, you know, I felt like the next person that got up there to gave to give a speech, they like had the music ready and they're you like, know, okay, yeah. we're going to need to you go know what I wanted? quickly move on from this one. So yeah. <laughs> I, I want less speech. I want less cowbell and I want more flute. Can I get some more flute, guys? Thank I mean, you. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Alto flute to be uh, specific. Yeah, okay, that was that well. moment where the... Uh, uh, was it uh, Pedro Eustache? Just, I mean, uh, thank you. It's a saxophone, but it's the same same family. It's a woodwind. I know, you know, it's, it's yeah. whatever. This is the only now, cool thing I had for jamming to that guy, which I got to tell you, I was jamming, Nick. He <laughs> stole the show. I've never seen a guy play yeah. the flute with with that much aggression. And then not only did the man play the flute, but he played like four different flutes throughout the, the thing. He was the only one changing instruments. Like, yeah. forget you guys. I got another flute back here. And He's the first chair in multiple instruments. Yes. He, he was <laughs> the center of the entire orchestra. I felt, felt like the camera guy knew what was up. He knew mm-hmm. he had gold. He was like this guy. And who is that guy, Nick? Uh, that Eustache. is Pedro Eustache. Or Pedro, yeah, sorry, Pedro. <laughs> there he's the real. Go. He's the real MVP of the Game Awards. That's all I have to say, yeah. right? That was, he was. He had his left shark moment. Yeah, he just stole the show. You know, it was because uh, that, that, that's a big Kevin moment Durant. there. <laughs> you the real yeah. MVP. So, so at the end of at the end, what we're talking about at the end of every Game Awards, they have a an orchestra come on and play a, a, a medley of all of the songs from the nominees Knees, from the game right? of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that, that ends up being really, really beautiful. Like, uh, like this time, I think it was a really, really good collection of music. It's kind of weird when you throw a Mario game in there yeah, or it happens. Animal, you know, Crossing. Animal Crossing or yeah. something like that. And you've got, okay, this music does not go. I don't know right. how they, they <laughs> jump this circle of fifths and got in there. But <laughs> he's like, he's like, they if Bob, <laughs> he's like if Bob Ross went into music, like the dude's passion, the way he looks, the hair, yeah. like 
totally there. I'm I'm here for it. Like, can we can we get more? Can we get his story? Can we do a an yeah. exclusive with uh with him here on the on the show? Yes, we should try to get him because I mean Definitely. it was great. Like I, I knew this guy was a rock star when like at the end of one of the sections when when like his instrument was done, but they were moving into the next uh, game. He has like he's holding with he's playing with one hand, his other hand he does like a fist pump, and I'm like, oh this this man is it has just taken flute playing to the next level. It was. Um, I feel yeah. like I feel like some like their their normal flute player called in sick that day, <laughs> and the man was like, you know what, I yeah. I can do this. I just right. give me the sheet music, and you know what, I brought my own flutes. I got I got you covered, and that's the that's his story. Like I want a Netflix special. Yes. I want at least a four part episode, forty five minute, you know, per episode special on. Piccolo Man, a.k.a. Flukai, yeah. uh, Pedro Eustache, okay? I love it. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what we need. Is anyone in the audience, <laughs> can anyone play, you know, play a little back in high school? I mean, yeah. So there was, the, there were, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just happened to bring my flu with me. Don't you worry about this. Okay, so there was a guy, um, if, I mean, the there was a guy who actually played drums for The Who, one time when Keith Moon passed out drunk b- backstage and couldn't come out to play, mm-hmm. uh, he would famously get drunk and, 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 you know, barely be there to play drums. And they had to go on and the who basically like, you know, looked out to the audience and was like, does anybody here play drums? And, you know, one kid raised his hand and they were like, come on up here. And he played the set while Keith Moon passed out in the back. Amazing. You know, and could you imagine that story? It's your moment. Could you imagine yeah. that story for the rest of your life? You get to be that guy that went up on stage. That's the, that's Pedro. You are right that guy. You are that's that guy. the story that he, yeah, he is that guy, man. He's that guy. We're, we're hoping that's the story. If not, we're, we're making it reality, <laughs> okay, Pedro. We're making this it This is what you tell we're, the press. We're yeah. just, just get, get, get Hollywood on it. They'll embellish the story. <laughs> All right, Nick. You we'll know get they the will. Hollywood version of it. Ring us you know, we'll, we'll get John C. Riley to play him. Hold on, hold on. I got Bruno. I got Bruno by the. Hold on. Uh, uh. Bring, I, I got me. I got me a Marlin. We're, 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 <laughs> listen, we, if, if yeah. as long as we get John C. Riley to play him, I'm yes. fine. They both yeah, have the hair. The, the hair. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Anyway, we got a moving winner. on. Moving on. Well, I'll, let me ask this because um, our live stream, which was an, we were an official uh, uh, Game Awards uh, live streamer uh, on TikTok, um, which was amazing. Both Bruno and myself were uh, were co-streaming that. <laughs> Um, Brad, you know, since uh, you, you were not uh, during, you, you were in the chat during that stream, but not actually on screen. I mean, what was your take on it? Cause I think a lot of people have heard ours. Were there any big surprises for you in terms of reveals or awards, um, that, that caught you off guard? I was happy that I, you know, I was a big advocate for stray going into the awards. I felt like it deserved to be recognized and it did win a couple awards, which was, uh, which was really great. I think it was on theme for what I expected. I thought we thought for most of the categories, it was a two, two game, you know, race. And, and we saw that, that one clearly, um, was the, the winner overall winner of the night. So, um, nothing too surprising. I, you know, I think for me, 
Um, you know, there's always uh, things that we're not, you know, you're not quite sure how it's going to go and, and you're kind of wondering what's going to happen. And I think we've talked about the yeah. speech and things that kind of there's all, these shows never go according to plan. Right. And so I think uh, anytime you've got live events. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like even the ending. Li- that right? many people. Someone crashed the crash. Well, the... Let's, let's get into that. Well, let's that... get into that. OK, okay. so, uh-huh. you know, I first of all, I, you know, I. I. I think it all kind of took us by surprise because it it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. I think it's like one of those like toad the wet sprocket things <laughs> that when you're in the know, you're in the know. What a pull. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I I feel like that, you know, it was probably I don't know if he was trying to joke or if it, you know, I mean, he came out since and said that he was he did it as a joke or whatever. But like it, it doesn't. I don't know. Like that's the weirdest sense of humor I've ever seen. And I gotta say, like you know, Gen Gen Z and younger are known for like having a, a more unique sense of humor. You know, that's a little bit more oddballish. But that was just really weird. Yeah. You know, it was really weird to come on stage. And I think the bigger implication obviously came down to like the security, right? They like how really some, dropped the ball. Yeah. Somehow yeah. somebody could just walk up on stage. And, you know, we, you know, there were rumors going around the mill about, you know, how it was staged and all this kind of stuff, but that's not a good look to no, stage no a security breach, right? Yeah. Like- you don't, you don't ruin, um, a, a game of the, uh, a game of the year award, um, speech with something like that in the way that's staged, mm-hmm. especially when you mm-hmm. have, um, Japanese developers up there yeah. that, you know, respect and, and, you know, um, well- uh, a certain way of doing things is 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 the absolute norm. I mean, Brad, I when I when I saw this, I thought to myself, okay, this is this is weird. And we we had kind of allude. I I never really said it, but there are people in the chat that were saying it because the entire speech, this kid is is standing in the back. You can see him just and and, and part of me is like, okay, well, he definitely stands out for a number of reasons. Seems a little younger compared to the other guys on stage. Um, but for all I know, this is some like musical, like, or development, you know, kid prodigy that's been part of this project because no one seems to notice. And yeah, it wasn't until he came out that the security kind of, kind of swarmed in. You got to figure someone lost their job there because they just, they didn't do their job. Right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Brad. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, you know, we were, we were, everyone was expecting a sweep of God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. And so that was very, very um, established in in what was coming up in in the awards that night. But we were all holding out for game of the year and everyone really was pulling for Elden Ring and it ended up winning. So, you know, for those of you who missed it and, uh, you know, Elden Ring won game of the year and the developer, you know, the Japanese developers that came up were very you know, it, it's not, you don't, you don't play around with that type of, right. that type of presentation, right? That's not the place, especially from the, I would say from the developer standpoint, because a lot of the Japanese developers aren't kind of in on this type of thing. So to get them out of, out from behind the computer and in front of people like that is already a huge step. Right. It's already a huge ass to get them on stage. And then you go ahead and ruin it like that. Like it makes you wonder, like, will they even show up next time? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a big, that's, it's a big cultural mishap. Uh, you know, like you said, Bruno, like the 
maybe folks here in America thought it was funny or got the humor, especially the younger generations. But when you work and, and you get to be around people from around the world, America is a very unique and special place for a lot of reasons, but we're very different. We're very unique, right? And Eastern cultures, especially folks in Japan and other countries, there's a a hierarchy of respect and honor that you, especially when you're winning an award or presenting something of that nature to someone and to have that be interrupted or be kind of even just, um, you know, marred by, by something like that. It it is, it is, um, disheartening to see that. And hopefully we have other developers from across the world continue to come and be a part of the game awards in person, especially when they're Mm -hmm. a strong candidate to win and receive such a, prestigious award so definitely definitely Definitely. not our finest moment as a as a as an awards or as as a country so there was a moment there in the game awards where um and just to to kind of rally off your points bruno and brad um where um jeff Keighley kind of got a little emotional because we got the um the world first premiere of armored core 6 and uh that is from from software same company that is uh producing elden ring and armored core is a beloved franchise hasn't had a new game in quite a while and you could see that uh, when when Jeff was getting ready to present it, like there was some gravity, there was some weight um, in that it, you know, him, him getting ready to say it, you can tell he was getting choked up. And that's because, you know, it, it, it showed uh, the the uh, impact now and the renown that the Game Awards have as kind of the place to premiere your game. And so for these Eastern uh, companies and studios to not only uh, show up for these awards, but also say, hey, we want that right there in the States, in Los Angeles, California, to be where we want our game to be shown to the world um, is a big deal. And not only that, but you even had uh, the head of, uh, of Final Fantasy 16, right, the creator of Final Fantasy 16, um, uh, Naoki, Na- Naoki uh, Yoshida, that showed up there at the very end to reveal the the newest trailer for Final Fantasy 16. So there is very much a growing presence where in the absence of things like E3, um, and, uh, and other similar, you know, things where this is the big place where people are still getting together. And that's where these Eastern, uh, companies want to broadcast their, uh, content and reveal their content. It's, uh, I think it's a really exciting time, um, seeing the shift in power from, oh, yeah. you know, E3 and these decentralized locations yeah. to this one big night of not only awards, but reveals, you get so much in one show. Well, the cool thing is we're, we're, we're building a, a bridge and that bridge is made of the video game industry, right? We're seeing a huge shift in just the Eastern, um, you know, uh, market in general, right? Like the Asian market when it comes to, uh, Xbox, you know, Xbox has done extremely well this year. In, in those markets. And that's something that has been previously dominated by PlayStation and Nintendo. And so to have an American company kind of come in and kind of build that, that, you know, build that bridge and, and shorten the gap between those two, I think that we're going to start to see a lot of really interesting games on both sides because i feel like you know we you know us as americans we have really um we have really missed the ball when it comes to to arcades and whatnot you know i mean nick and i you know we have talked about uh you know numerous times our desire to go to japan simply for the arcades and the amount of fun that you can have there um yeah, I mean that's the Bruno travel in Japan. <laughs> going to Japan may be pretty expensive, but you know where you can also go and get amazing experience, but for really cheap, our Patreon, right, Nick? What's that? Oh my gosh, Brad is the guy. 
with the segues this week. You never know where they're going to come from. You know, and sometimes, you know. sometimes it, you know, it's Devil's Bradvocate over here that uh, that gets us there. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Brad. And thank you to all of our amazing supporters over at Patreon, our QTB and Fuego supporters, Epic Capture Productions, uh, Matt.Bat, Alexa, Caitlin, Josh, Court, Nene, and Megan, and our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, the Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, and Terry the Kitten. And if you want to join that growing list of supporters, you can for $5 a month or more at the QTB Plus and Up tier, but as little as $2 a month directly supports our brand of positive and inclusive content and gets you access to a huge back catalog of our uh, QTB Nostalgia Vault bonus podcast and our new recurring monthly podcast, QTB Nights, where the topic can be anything. Our Patreon supporters get to join in on the conversation. It's a lot of fun, a lot of a very, very cool format, and you're also going to get merch you can't get anywhere else. Check it out at patreon.com slash quit the build well you know we, we, when we, we talk about quit the build we talk about mental health and, and the old the idea behind it that when a game is getting too stressful you back out and uh, take a break but there are some people in the gaming industry who cannot take breaks and a lot of them are lawyers <laughs> these days and uh, i know if there's one group that's not going to be taking a break anytime soon it's everybody tied up in this huge legal battle our next story coming from the verge talking about um the ftc which is, of course, the Federal Trade uh, Commission, um, a, uh, a body in the U.S. that, you know, oversees acquisitions of large uh, companies and mergers like this and sometimes moves to block them. And in this case, they are doing exactly that. They are attempting to uh, kind of get this thing uh, uh, held up in court. They have filed a legal challenge uh, for that $68 billion acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. Um, the lawsuit was filed after weeks of back and forth between Microsoft, Sony, and, uh, of course, Call of Duty just keeps getting uh, named as one of the, the reasons and central uh, uh, problems and, and the value of that franchise. And, uh, you know, the uh, right away, you know, we, we, we saw that when this happened, right, because there had already been a back and forth where Microsoft had been struggling with other bodies like the, the EU. Their, their equivalent of the FTC was giving some, some pushback, but I think eventually signed off on it. Um, and then the FTC comes in at the 11th hour and is like, oh, wait a second. I don't know about this. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to kick it over to you first, Bruno, because I know Brad has a big uh, a big rant here in the works. Like, what's what's, what's just your hot take on this? Like, you, you read this and you see that there's even more uh, uh, friction being added to this process for something that Microsoft has been honestly pretty transparent about and forthright about working with other companies, even like Nintendo, to give them access to the Call of Duty franchise I mean, do you think that this that this uh, uh, adds any fuel to the fire to say that it shouldn't happen? Um, I mean, I, I think it was typical. I think it's, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. I think when you are spending billions of dollars on anything, you're going to raise a few eyebrows. And um, it, it unfortunately comes at the expense of I would say innovation in terms of a what what PlayStation is willing to do. And Phil Spencer recently came out and said something that really stuck with me. He basically said PlayStation doesn't want to and I'm paraphrasing here, yeah. but he basically said PlayStation doesn't want to want to lead by innovating. They want to lead by crushing Xbox. You know, they want, they don't want Xbox to exist and that's mm. how they want to win, right? Well, that to me is a very monopolistic approach 
to your business because right. it's basically saying instead of trying to be better than the competition, we just don't want the competition to exist. And if they had the money, they would be doing the same thing. They'd be trying to buy out something or whatever, but they don't, right? We're talking trillions of dollars, but you know, that Microsoft has versus, you know, maybe close to, you know, a few, you know, a few billion um, yeah. for, for Sony in general and not, and that's Sony in general, right? I'm not right. talking about the PlayStation um, Avenue of the business, which is probably significantly less. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it, it, it really comes down to, it just feels like the people who are agreeing with this don't really have any basis for why they think it shouldn't go on. They, they talk about monopolies. They talk about how, you know, <clears throat> one company shouldn't have that much power or whatever, but honestly, you know, with the approaches that Microsoft has already made with approaching Nintendo to ensure that these deals, you know, uh, stay on consoles and, and all of the, 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 the numbers that we've seen, right. That, that PlayStation out, out, um, you know, um, essentially outnumbers the amount of users on call of duty versus Xbox. Right. by like 2.5 million. So from a fiscal standpoint, it makes absolutely no sense for Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard and then make the games and a console exclusive as, as even if you're assuming people would would literally buy the console for your game. I don't think that's in their back that's that's where they're at. I think that owning studios is the way that they want to continue this path for the live service. And that's ultimately what I think PlayStation is is afraid of. They're afraid of the live service. They're not afraid of of exclusive games because they've clearly shown from the game of the year awards that that they can sweep that. You know, a 3 out of the 5 nominees were uh, I would say PlayStation slash PC exclusive, right. right? They weren't offered on Nintendo or, or Xbox. So from an exclusive standpoint in the, in the console world, they had it right three out of the five and they still want to complain and, you know, uh, try and pull call of duty from this when that's the only game they mention, you know, in this entire thing, you know, not the fact that, that Activision Blizzard owns, you know, the entire Overwatch. We've got, you know, um, Hearthstone, you know, on that. We've got Spyro. We've got Crash Bandicoot. All these other games, right, that they have, uh, I, you know, the IPs for. But, no, they don't care about that. They only care about Call of Duty. It shows where their mindset is. Brad, I'm sure you got more to say. What do you got? Just me? to reiterate your point about si size comparison, uh, and then these figures may be somewhat ballpark, you know, depending on the day. But Microsoft's market cap is 2.271 trillion. Okay, trillion. When we look at Sony, their yeah. market caps around 143 billion. So just take wow. that into account in terms of like legitimate size. Microsoft is several times larger 
than Sony, right? And so, yeah, Sony doesn't have the macroeconomic ability to even put in an offer near the level that Microsoft put forward for this Activision Blizzard acquisition. So what do they do? You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see their financial records for 2022 and see how much in their cash flow had they had a an operating expense for money donated to the FTC because that's what they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real Some here. Got yeah. You know, I, I really yeah. think yeah. this is an example of it, yeah. where they are funding the FTC to sue and to try to prevent this deal from going through because you're right, Bruno. They their business strategy is exclusivity and to make you feel as an owner of another console that you do not have the right or the access to the top tier games in in the industry and that you are playing mediocre games and that yeah sure it's the bargain bin you pay you pay a flat fee you get to play all these garbage games no come to our platform pay for individual games that are worth your money and if that model holds true in five ten years we're going to see a hundred dollar exclusive games that you have to pay for each time on a console that they're having issues manufacturing or are they are they just trying to control the narrative here and not put out a lot of consoles to create an exclusive limited network of gamers who have the privilege access and ability to be able to obtain a console and afford to buy those games. And now, and that's the complete 180 of what we're seeing with Microsoft and Xbox doing deals with Nintendo, creating this service platform with the Game Pass to make gaming affordable and accessible for a large audience. And it's it's a complete 180 of business strategies. And it's really frustrating when, like you said, Bruno, they're trying to not embrace competition embrace that the industry is large enough to have everyone be a player here and different models can exist but to really kind of say no we're gonna we're gonna try to stop this from happening because it's got our bread and butter exclusive title call of duty right and and it just it's hard it's hard it's hard for me to watch and witness because it's like no have i ever owned a playstation I never got it. I never bought into the hype. I never understood it. And I've been an Xbox, so I'm biased. I've been an Xbox guy from day one, okay? So I have to get that out there. So if you hear me spewing my stuff, I'm a biased Xbox player. But there's a reason for that. There's something about PlayStation has always felt um, pretentious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just feels like, yeah, like, oh, I own a P, I own a PlayStation and blah, 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 blah. I don't know, like... It just this this seems on brand, I guess, for what what's happening right now, and them them being kind of unwilling to sit down and talk with Microsoft, talk with Xbox about a deal, finding some compromise. I mean, look at what they just did with Xbox did with Nintendo. I would have never thought that would have happened, but wow, how awesome, how creative, how innovative is that for the industry? And that's what we need more of, not. Not more of this oh, yeah. tired business model of expensive exclusives. And and isn't that kind of spitting in their their service platform in the face? Like, oh, we launched something to compete with Game Pass, but we really don't believe in it. So we're going to fund and kind of try to get, you know, prevent Xbox or Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard so we can continue to sell you those $70, $80 pop exclusive titles, especially Call of Duty. I'll stop there for now. Nick, I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to hand it back to Bruno because I think he had more to say there. But I do want to point out that and and this news dropped pretty shortly after our last episode dropped. And it's kind of part of this. What Brad was alluding to there is that uh, Microsoft actually came out and said that they have signed a deal with Nintendo that contingent on them actually closing this deal. 
that they will get access to Call of Duty games for 10 years. So now that when new Call of Duty games are created, presumably the Nintendo Switch or whatever, maybe maybe this is the intent is because, you know, obviously that the processing power of the Switch is pretty inferior, but I'm sure they have a rough idea of the specs of whatever the successor to that is going to be in the next few years, um, that they can now create games and port them alongside, like they did in the Wii and even Wii U days to some limited extent. And there hasn't been a Call of Duty game on a uh, on a Nintendo uh, uh, a console in many years. So that's a big deal. And I think that immediately deals damage to the the idea behind this this lawsuit, right? Because they're trying to say that they are they're going to oh, pull it all away. No, that that deal's been signed. They even signed a deal with Steam. Uh, Gabe Newell from Steam said it, that wasn't necessary, but sure, we'll sign it. Thank you. Like they're making every effort to put good faith out there. The FTC's lawsuit already has holes in it because they claim that the uh, the, the the EU's equivalent of the FTC um, had stated that they were not being forthright and uh, transparent when dealing with uh, when Microsoft was dealing with them with this acquisition. They actually came back on the record and said, no, no, they were actually very good. I don't you know, that's that's not true. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's a lot of, of issues here where I think the only thing this is going to take up is time. And just waste what you know the the, the opportunities that could have been a lot, a lot earlier. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna make Microsoft drain a lot of money to win this out. So instead of it costing sixty nine billion, yeah. it's gonna cost them, you know, a lot more. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Bruno? Well, I I think that I think it's gonna go through either way. I think that you're right. It's it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, and Brad, you're you're right. I feels like it, it definitely reeks as though there's a Call of Duty, a PlayStation Call of Duty fan that works at the FTC and is like, no, we need to squash this. And, you know, um, uh, you know, nip this in the bud right now because I like Call of Duty on PlayStation and I'm not going to Xbox. You know, well that's you know that's fine and dandy. I think the real problem here um is not exclusivity and it has everything to do with game pass as a service and i think the the underlying crux here that we're kind of glazing over is something i mentioned a long time ago that nick said i don't think so and i said oh i think so and now it's happening is game pass on tvs yeah that is a huge thing. They've already signed Microsoft's already signed a deal with Samsung to bring Game Pass a Game Pass app to Samsung TVs. Now, if you're in the know of electronics, I can already see the wheels turning in Brad's head here. Who's Samsung's biggest competition in the TV industry, Brad? <laughs> Sony. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're never going to see Xbox on a Sony, on TV. A Sony platform TV. Yeah, it's right. never going to happen. But we've yet to see PlayStation make that jump and say, you know what? Actually, we're going to do the same thing on our TV. And I don't think they ever will because they want you to buy the PlayStation. They want you to take the roles. Okay. They want you to buy the PlayStation. Yeah. They want you to, they want a nickel and dime. But, but Bruno, right? they can't They're, even get it out there. Happen. They can't even it's make not. them. Like they want you to buy something they can't make. Right. Like it's so broken 8 million ways. It's really frustrating, but oh, you're yeah. right. It's a really great yeah. Bruno Stradamus here. Maybe, um, you know, like to, if Xbox strikes that or Microsoft strikes that deal with Samsung and now all of a sudden game pass streaming is so much more accessible. Not all you need is a controller, Right. We've talked about that. Right. You don't even need a console anymore. Mm -hmm. You pay for Game Pass and it's it's just like pulling up, you know, Netflix or HBO Max or Disney Plus on your TV. You just pull up Game Pass and play yeah. your games like 
that is going to be a huge uh, market shift in the in the TV industry, which we you know oh, is, yeah. is yeah Sony. Oh yeah, Sony's has to be sweating bullets, and that's why they're putting so much time, effort, and energy energy yep. into avo- exactly. having this deal not go through. It, it really is. A, they're floundering. It, they know. It's like the penultimate move this, to them really is, losing out on the market share. Like they're this is they're grasping yeah, at straws. This is, they they really are. And you can say all you want. Well, they've got a great lineup. They've got a great lineup of exclusive games. Yes. And it takes them years to deliver those games. And they still put out subpar numbers compared to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yep. Right. That did twice the amount that 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 uh God of War it was Ragnarok broken. It was did. broken at the end. And it was broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what does that tell you? It tells you it does not matter. It doesn't matter what exclusive games you have on the platform. What matters is how many people are, are into your subscription service. And and out of the gate, Microsoft has always been ahead of PlayStation when it comes to subscription services. They made people play or excuse me, they made people pay for Xbox Live while PlayStation was free. And 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 everyone touted and was like, yeah, well, it's free on PlayStation. It sucked. It was garbage. For years it was hot garbage. Okay. And don't try and tell me otherwise. We all know it was. Yeah. It wasn't until PlayStation started making people pay for their internet service, their live service, right, that it got better, that they stopped having outages, that there were less problems with the whole thing. You can't sustain that free model, right, and expect to, it to go flawlessly all the time. Yeah. This is just another PlayStation move. They, they, it's they, another they don't understand the concept says, of loss leader, right? They need to understand that, like Game Pass yeah. is a loss leader. Like it, it gets people in the door, it opens the audience. They, they, seeing red on their ledger is not something that is a, they're accustomed to. They, they just can't do it. Mm. Well, at least not from a game standpoint. PlayStation is very used to to going in the red for consoles, but not their games. Correct, and now correct. they're starting to see a shift in that, right? You know, we're starting to see a difference in the way games are being consumed, how this is going about. And I think that when all is said and done, this FTC um, thing is just going to be frivolous. I don't think it's going to stop anything. Excuse me. I think if you're still on the fence of whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing, I would consider the fact that just what you said, Brad, there's a trillion dollars to help support Activision versus nothing. If Activision was doing fine and Blizzard was doing great and nobody was in trouble and they weren't having problems behind the scenes with sexual harassment and, you know, all that kind of stuff, they probably wouldn't be selling right now. But they are. Yeah. (laughs) They got a big for sale sign out there. And Sony isn't coming to the door with $60 billion because they don't have it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. There was a, there was a series of dominoes that had to fall for them to even be willing to be purchased. And I think that, you know, the, Mm. all the scandals and dominoes surrounding us, but yeah. Sorry. Well, well, okay. Well, okay. Hey, no, look, I mean, look, sometimes stuff just, uh, just pops in your head, man. Just, you know, (laughs) not a sponsor, but I think I know what Brad's going to get. Any, any dominoes open this late? Um, but yeah, good stuff. And a really, a really good conversation. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, but I think it's going to be a long and slow 
uh, a drudge of a of a legal battle because yeah, Microsoft's not gonna not gonna back down. And I don't think no. the FTC is either. They have blocked large acquisitions um, in the past. Um, but yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing: you don't have to wait for uh, courts to uh, to to clarify. And that is our amazing website because the merch is ready to go. Okay. <laughs> We've acquired all sorts of fantastic t-shirt designs, like our Quit the Build classic tee. And of course, Brad right now rocking our Quit the Build uh, pop art design there in the Sonic style. Gotta go fast. You better, you gotta go buy fast over at quitthebuild.com slash merch. Check out all that swag. That's what Bruno calls squad swag. And we still have trouble pronouncing it to this day. And make sure to go to our amazing blog, check out our community page and our network page where you can see our QTV network of awesome content creators such as One Hour, One Decision that just celebrated their 100th episode and so much more. Our amazing streamers like Enzo is Mad, Kung Fu Penguin, and even our network musician, Beat It. Go check it all out. It's all there for you at quitthebuild.com. And of course, head over to our amazing Discord. Link is on our homepage. Just scroll to the bottom. We got games. We got Terry's. We got we got uh, memes. Bruh. Nick, all I can say, it's the holidays, <laughs> and I can tell you that there's some QTV merch in some of those packages back there for some people, some people in my family. So yeah. it's the best holiday what? gift. You gotta grab some merch, wrap them up. Uh, uh, yes, we got our ugly sweater, an ugly T-shirt on there. You gotta. I mean, Christmas. The can't show up. The, the countdown is on. Yeah. Holiday parties are happening. Grab it now before it's too late. Oh, man. Look at this. At the 11th hour, Bruno gets and he, he thought he could sneak that in, getting quietly past a, an Arnie, Arnie Palmy. Palmy. You love to see it. He is set to go for another hour. After, after that rant, you need it, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you both got fired was, up. That was, was fun to well, watch. Well, you know, I mean, I'm empty. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I would say that we we at QTB like innovation. We want more games for gamers, right? It doesn't matter if that's on PlayStation xbox or nintendo and i gotta say that anytime there's there's exclusive games it just means that you can't play it if you don't have that console it's one one of the reasons why i don't like third-party exclusive games at all i don't like third-party exclusive games which is why i don't want to see call of duty become a third-party exclusive for xbox it should remain on every platform that's the way it's been it's the way it should continue, right? Yeah. And that's what we're here. That's what you know we're we're here about at, at QTB is being inclusive, not exclusive. We want you guys Ooh. to join in. That's right. Oh, write that down. <laughs> write that down. Talk I, about segues. What a pull. <laughs> what? Went from criticizing PlayStation to talking about our Coming brand, to a TikTok, our, our, our mission statement. Exclusive. Incredible. <laughs> Get this man a cookie. Oh, you know, man. And that's, that's, that's true. One sip of an army palmy. Look we, at this we, guy go. Jeez. <laughs> the creative juices just flow. I got flow. the juice. I got the juice. He's oh, ready. Oh, my gosh. Nailed it, my friend. I love well, to see it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just excited that we have an awesome community that, that supports us, uh, shows up for us, and um, really keeps us going. We're glad to bring you guys um, in on our journey, and we're glad that you are helping us steer the good ship, quit the build, um, as it were. So, uh, yeah, should we get I, that I'm on the ship? For actually, all the things we have come. <laughs> Can we like talk about that? <laughs> the SSQTV. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get a Sea of Thieves uh, exclusive skin. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day, we're on the way. One day, that's the goal, right? <laughs> well, I think it's time to sail this ship on home, Bruno. Wow. Give it to us. Hey, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you something. I don't know what it is. Oh, you know what? I do have something 
for just such an equ- an equation. Occasion? Um, occasion? Equation? <laughs> an equation. An equation. That too. That too. It's a math uh, occasion. It's, 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 it's an it's, equation. It's in here. Yeah, he's digging. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's you, cool. Yeah. I'm, I, I thought I had it. I thought I had it in here. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We might just... Oh, man, I, I handed you the best segue. Yeah, you, you really did. You did hand me did. the best... You and did hand just, me just the play, best... Just play a thing. Just play yeah. a thing. I'm th- I, I, I thought for sure I had something really good here. I uh-huh. thought I was coming in with awesomeness, and then apparently somebody came in here and... Have you got a cold? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Good for that. I don't know! <laughs> There we we're go. Just gonna, we're just gonna give you this. Because I don't okay. have anything else. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. For Nick and Bruno, I'm Brad. He's out. What it do? Quit the build.